So the first thing I want to talk about here is that OpenAI has just tweeted out an announcement around ChatGPT Enterprise. This is what they said. They said, introducing ChatGPT Enterprise, enterprise-grade security, unlimited high-speed GPT-4 access, extended context windows, and much more. We'll be onboarding as many enterprises as possible over the next few weeks. They add a, a link to their blog. Um, and then they say, as allegedly here is, or not allegedly, here's a couple companies that they have highlighted that are doing this. There's Zendesk, PwC, Amgen, Bain & Company, um, Canva, Quizlet, Zapier, and Ramp are all big companies that they have highlighted on this program. And then they also followed this up with another tweet where they said, today marks another step towards an AI assistant for work that helps with any task, is customized for your organization, and protects your company data. We believe AI can assist and elevate every aspect of our working lives, making teams more creative and productive. We have many more features in the works, including a self-serve business offering and the ability to secure extended chat G or securely extend ChatGPT's knowledge with your company data. We'll launch these as soon as possible and we'll continue to evolve based on early customer feedback. So this is some big news. Um, obviously, they're going to be trying to essentially integrate more deeply with a lot of enterprises. I think they know that um, if they don't do this quickly, there's going to be a lot of other competitors that are in this space. But I think that really, essentially, this is kind of like a high-powered upgrade to the original ChatGPT. Um, and I think that this really has a couple major things going for it. Number one is enterprise-level security and then also privacy protocols. I think that kind of this latest iteration of ChatGPT is essentially engineered to provide companies with a lot more robust tools for you know um, data analysis, customization, workflow optimization. And I think this is actually a fairly significant like step towards OpenAI's goal of creating um, AI assistants that augment workflow or workplace productivity. And also, you know, essentially safeguard corporate information, right? This is a big deal. A lot of people when ChatGPT originally came out um, had a lot of skepticism. You had Chase Bank and a bunch of others like an Apple, right? Banning the use of ChatGPT in their workplaces because they're worried about um, the the data that is what, how it was going to go in or if it was going to be leaked or if the, if the reviewers over at OpenAI were going to, you know, use it or look at it, blah, blah, blah. So I think they're solving this problem now um, and they're very publicly solving this so that corporations know, look, if you have a corporate account for ChatGPT, um, all of your company data is completely safe. So I think from its debut, which was just nine months ago, ChatGPT has already achieved really widespread adoption in Fortune 500 companies. I think 80% of which have registered accounts based on corporate email domains, right? So that, that's essentially how you usually check is... Um, you, you get a list of Fortune 500 companies and then you check uh, if anyone from those companies has an email address that's registered to your uh, to your account. Like that's essentially so for me, um, I have uh, AIbox.ai and we have a wait list for that um, where, you know, essentially we're building a tool that allows you to automate your workflows. You're able to chain together a bunch of AI models and do some really powerful stuff. We have a wait list over AIbox.ai. And it's really cool for me to go in there and look at the email addresses of people signing up for that, right? We have people from KPMG and from Ally Bank and a bunch of other really cool places um, getting on the wait list. Um, but that's essentially what OpenAI is also doing um, to determine, you know, what percentage of people from Fortune 500 companies. So apparently 80% of the Fortune 500 companies have someone from their company that is using uh, ChatGPT. Um, but they also highlighted a couple specific ones. Uh, I mentioned some earlier, but they also have Block. Um, they have 
uh, Carlisle, the Estee Lauder company, um, and Zapier. And I think all of those are actually early adopters, which are leveraging ChatGPT Enterprise specifically. And they're using those for a, a bunch of various tasks, including kind of clear communications, coding, um, problem solving, and some creative tasks. So Sebastian Simotsky, who is a CEO at Klarna, he emphasized the value of integrating ChatGPT Enterprise into corporate workflows. He said, quote, with the integration of ChatGPT Enterprise, we're aiming at achieving a new level of employee empowerment, enhancing both our team's performance and the customer experience. Security and privacy are paramount, I think, to ChatGPT Enterprise. Um, companies essentially have full control over their data. So OpenAI does not train models on user um, business conversations or data. Um, the platform is, S is SOC 2 compliant, and all communications are encrypted both in transit and at risk. So essentially an admin console has been added, which is offering features like domain verification, single sign-on, um, and also usage insights for really kind of easy team management and large-scale deployment. But OpenAI has really kind of taken performance, I think, to a, a bit of a new level with this release. So ChatGPT Enterprise offers unlimited GPT-4 access that performs at nearly twice as fast as the standard version, um, and it also accommodates up to four times longer inputs um, or files with a 32,000 context window. So a bunch of features there, but really, I think this is amazing. Um, if you like, I mean, I, I pay for ChatGPT Premium to get GPT-4, but it's still kind of slow and it has a maximum usage that I can use. So that's kind of annoying. I guess if you get the ChatGPT Enterprise, the next tier, then you get unlimited usage of GPT-4 and it's much faster and you can put uh, much longer inputs in with, you know, so essentially like if you're asking it a question, you put a much larger input in, which to me would be very useful because oftentimes I will go and I mean, even like, for example, putting this podcast episode together, I give you guys a little bit of my, uh, my workflow here, but I go to um, the chat GPT Twitter thread, copy like their tweets. I, I didn't actually do it for this specific episode, but I've done this in the past. All right. So here's an example of when this would be useful. You essentially could just go copy and paste their entire Twitter thread. Like they make the announcement, you copy that, and you just keep copying all the people's comments on there. Um, then that's one piece of data. Then you go to their public blog, you copy their entire public blog. Then you go to like three articles that were written about like this announcement, for example, you'd copy those. And you could take all of that data, throw it into ChatGPT and say like, hey, help me um, highlight some of the big key takeaways. Help me highlight what people in the, uh, you know, are saying about it on Twitter. Help me highlight what the people in these different tech journals are saying about this new announcement. And then, um, you know, break these down into like a bunch of like talking points for me, essentially. And then you can kind of like, you know, uh, put a title on your data, paste all of your data points in there, click go. Now, I currently can't do something like that because the context window is just not big enough with what I, even though I pay for GPT-4 premium, um, I just don't have that much. It's just, it's going to say something like, oh, your, you know, your input is too long, try shortening or something. So um, in the future though, I hope to be able to do that and maybe I'll have to go get the enterprise. But I think this is a really big feature because you can imagine this is incredibly useful being able to get larger amounts of data, um, getting that consolidated and it, it makes it very, very useful. So there's a good use case for why I think that's really important. Um, there is also, of course, a new feature formerly known as Code Interpreter that provides or advanced data analysis capabilities. And this utility can actually be used for multiple departments. So whether it's for finance, um, teams analyzing market trends or data scientists debugging ETL scripts, Companies can also tailor uh, ChatGPT using shared chat templates, which is really interesting, and free API credits for custom solutions. So 
George Zugang, who is the head of data systems and integrations at Asana, said, quote, ChatGPT Enterprise has cut down research time by an average of an hour per day, increasing productivity for people on our team. That's fairly significant, right? Um, especially if you can get that across your entire team. Those are like significant improvements. So OpenAI has also rolled out ChatGPT Enterprise with a bunch of different features. Here's a couple of them. Number one is data encryption. So they have AES256 at rest and TLS 1.2 plus in transit. So your data is encrypted. Um, they, of course, like I mentioned, they're certified SOC 2 compliant. They have the admin console for large scale deployment with single sign-on and domain verification. They have an analytics dashboard for usage insights, which is really interesting, right? Like seeing who on your team is using it more, which departments are using it more. Um, and you can kind of see some of the value and where uh, this is making the biggest impact. In addition to that, they have, um, you know, the other things we mentioned, which is unrestricted access and a bigger context window. So Danny Wu, who is the head of AI products at Canva, said, quote, from engineers troubleshooting bugs to data analysts clustering freeform data to finance analysts writing tricky spreadsheet formulas, the use cases for ChatGPT Enterprise are plenty. So I think the future pipeline for ChatGPT Enterprise appears fairly promising. OpenAI plans to launch more features, including customization options that allow ChatGPT to securely integrate with company data and applications, which is really powerful, I think. And they also are looking at doing a self-serve offering for smaller teams and specialized tools for roles like data analysts, marketers, and customer support. So they're really, beyond just getting into the enterprise game, they're also looking at like specific jobs and roles um, and making spe uh, specific offerings for those people. So as of now, OpenAI is actively onboarding a lot of different enterprises and is encouraging everyone to jump on this. Obviously, this is, you know, their big new push and they are hoping to make a lot of money from that. So going to be very interesting to see the adoption here. But given some of the benefits, I feel like this is going to be very popular, right? We already have 80% of Fortune 500 companies with someone in their company using ChatGPT. Um, and so I think it's only a matter of time before, you know, they really decide that upgrading to enterprise is probably the next step that they need to take. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.